When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey.
<laughs> Sorry. What's up, you guys? It's so bad. What's up, you guys? It's so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. This is Ryan Bailey. That was, of course, George Michael mashed up with the Nine Inch Nails, and it's a very sexy song. Um, you got, you always, we always got to keep George Michael's memory alive. George Michael, one of the premier pop stars of the eighties. And I think into the nineties, if you count like freedom and listen without prejudice, volume one, which I think is an excellent album, but what a, what a true, true, uh, great musician and vocalist. And I'm so sad that he's not, uh, he's one of the people I never got to see in concert because I was too young when he was doing, you know, I want your sex concerts. And I don't think my parents would actually let me go to see him, but I chose him today because today we are going to I, I'm craving me some Che, you guys. I gotta say, I this is... And just like that, the Sex and the City reboot or spinoff or whatever we're calling it, the next iteration of Sex and the City, the final episode released last week, right? But it's still on my mind. It's I'm still... I'm still craving me some and just like that because it truly was my favorite hate watch that I've had in a long time. And I'm even including Yellowstone in that. Yellowstone is now taken over into my number two slot of you guys. I watched like the third season this week while I was sick and it is so ridiculous. And I know all you girls are shaking their head. Like I'm going to keep watching it. I'm going to watch the whole thing, but I can't find the fourth season anywhere. So I think, I think I can buy it on Amazon. I'm not sure, but it's guys, it's, it's batshit crazy. Like this guy rip, he's like this cowboy that all the girls love, but he's hooking up. He's going to marry Kevin Costner's daughter, Beth spoiler alert, by the way. And he wants, he, it's just crazy. I put this on my Instagram story cause I couldn't believe what I was seeing. He wanted to go get Beth a nice ring. So he went to his mom's uh, casket, of course, as you do. And he had the guy on, <laughs> had the guy on barrier, and then we get to see a scene, and I'm only laughing because it's not real, is he's he opens the casket, and we see the mom's cremated, well, not cremated, we see the mom's embalmed body. She looks great. She really does. And um, <laughs> she sees the guy's embalmed body. And then he goes, Mama, I met a girl, Mama. <laughs> I met a girl, Mama. I met a girl real special. And uh, I could go to a ring and... I could go to a store and get a ring, sure. But what 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 does that what does that mean on this hill of beans? So I'm going to take your ring, Mama. <laughs> and then he takes off the ring from her dead hand, and he's going to give it to her. You can't. Uh, you I I'm hooked. I'm like this is so batshit. And there's a body count of at least four to five people on each episode and they make Yellowstone and this like Montana area seem like a small town. So I just, I really am wondering like there's a population problem in Yellowstone and I only imagine the fourth season is literally like, why are we losing so many town people? Like what, what is happening to people? Like they're like, it seems like it's a not safe place to be. Uh, they're just, and it just seems like you can, legally kill people in Yellowstone. This is like present day, supposedly. It's not, it's not, I'm not happy with it, but it's fascinating TV. So, but before that, it was, and just like that, 10 episodes of what the F is going on. Some great moments, great acting. Uh, as I talk about in this interview, uh, love all of the actors, including Che Diaz, Sarah Ramirez, but it was a lot. It was like throwing everything up against a wall and seeing what sticks. And there was so much that didn't stick. 
but I'm already on board for season two, you guys. But I didn't want to. I didn't want this to go until we had kind of a little bit more of time for I could not riff on it, but just talk about it with somebody that uh, appreciates it as well. And Sandra introduced me to um, this uh, this actor Nicole Travolta. And I had heard her name, and I don't know if it was through my old job over at uh, Leslie Kahn's. I don't know if she went through there, but I, I had known of her name. And then uh, she's actually a great actor, but how Sandra knows her is through her Instagram videos, her TikTok videos where she does characters. She does Miranda. She does Sarah Jessica Parker. She do, I mean, she has a string of impressions and I always I feel like a little happy monkey guy when I hear impressions I'm like yay do it and don't worry I only do that a very small amount to her in this but it is I and and but we we recorded this interview on Monday of this week and if you guys have followed my journey if you listen to the podcast today uh so I had a sta- I have I guess I have a staph infection on my face from a bad reaction to beard dye which gave me an allergic reaction I scratched the shit out of that and now I gave myself a staph infection it's been a rough week but I feel really good right now my face is pretty much crusty. Uh, it's very crusty from all the medicine. So, uh, but I'm feeling energetic again. And I, I didn't want this week. I said this on the pod today. I didn't want. I, I wanted to release more for you guys, so you had something over the weekend. And I didn't want to wait too far while Sex in the City is out of everybody's head and memory, uh, because the way pop culture works now is that everything is just it's like we got a week with these shows before everybody forgets it and moves on to the next train wreck so i wanted to celebrate this train wreck but i also wanted to speak to nicole and kind of highlight her a little bit we also kind of get into her acting career because that, that's really what i did before all of this and i always admire actors as craftsmen and finding different ways into the industry and i really uh nicole seems like she comes from a place of a lot of joy which I always love and admire, and just silliness of somebody that seems like they enjoy what they do. And she kind of was the perfect person to talk about Sex in the City. So the first part of the interview is kind of like about her, and then we go into heavy, heavy Sex in the City talk. Uh, so this is kind of a Sex in the City-centric uh, episode, but also a celebration of actors, I believe. You know, that uh, actors are endlessly fascinating to me because I don't think people realize it's like, it, it's easy to... Um, kind of think of actors in a pop culture sense where we kind of make fun of them or like look at them out on the club look at them out in the town just clubbing and you know we think of it in like the kardashian sense even though they're not actors but really good actors you know they kind of shine through in some way or the other and what i appreciate about living in this day and age is like i get to do with this podcast is i got to find another avenue to highlight something about myself or something within myself. And I think that's the same with Nicole because Nicole's been on shows. She's been on like, you know, uh, Two and a Half Men, The Middle. She's done all that stuff and will continue to do all of that stuff, but she's able to find more of a voice through silly characterizations. And I, I say silly in the highest form of compliment because I always say that I love to be silly. And um, so Kindred Spirit there, I thought she was great. And I was happy that Sandra um, introduced me to her and we just had a really nice conversation. Uh, of course, you can go find out more about Nicole at her website, NicoleTravolta.com, her Instagram at NicoleTravolta and her TikTok at NicoleTravolta. I have no idea what I'm doing on TikTok yet, guys, but she does. And I really, and I just got to, I got to try my Steve and like, I'm Steve. I got one brow. I'm Steve. Like, I got to try that out on her. Um, I was trying to show off my horrible impressions and I sincerely think she was very not impressed, which was exciting as she should not be. Um, 
<laughs> but uh, I just uh, wanted to give you a little something extra, and I didn't want to wait too long with this. So uh, I'm doing good. I'm going to do one more podcast, uh, I believe tonight or, or tomorrow, um, a summer house recap, just so I can get back on track. And uh, I had a really good time taking notes on Summer House this week, so wanted to do that before Monday's episode. We got Super Bowl on Sunday. Then Monday we come back strong early. I believe Sophie will be doing that with me if she's not. We'll find out what her uh, what she plans to do with the Joe Burrow. If she's just gonna like, I got to get her before the Super Bowl because I'm sure she'll be extremely shit canned wasted. But anyways, enough about that. Enough of that. Uh, thank you guys so much for hanging in with me this week. I hope this is a little something extra. And ladies and gentlemen, we're going to do uh, a clip of Che Diaz and Miranda, one of my favorite scenes. Then I'm going to go into a little clip of Nicole Travolta doing Miranda. And then we're going to go into the interview. Okay. I'll talk to you very soon. Bye. Surprise. It's your new favorite person with your favorite cookies. Oh my God. Did we have a plan? <laughs> Did, did I space? No! No, no, no. I was studying at the library and was craving me some chai, so I hopped on the train and... Hello, you. Hi. Okay. This is awkward. Oh, my God. Someone's here. You're not alone. Of course you're not alone. Is someone here? Yes, someone's here. <gasps> me. Yeah, I'm here. I'm in the middle of writing, and I kind of wish you would have texted or called. It's not a problem. I'm going to go. Wait, wait, Miranda. Uh, no, no, wait. no. It, it's fine. Uh, I'm gone. Uh, this never happened. What the fuck? Miranda, stop. Sorry, sorry. Have your night. I, I, I shouldn't have come. So fucking stupid. Who am I? Meg Ryan? Fuck. Can you please stop? Why are you running away from me? Why do you think? Because I saw myself and heard myself, and now I want to get as far away from here as possible. What is happening right now? I have no idea. I really don't. I mean, I don't know why I did this. If you were a guy that I had just started seeing, I would never show up at your doorstep with cookies unannounced. Okay, this isn't going to work. What do you, what do you mean this isn't going to work? No, 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 this has to work. Please, please, just let me finish my thought. This isn't going to work. If you lock us into those fucking limiting relationship tropes, you know, guys do this and, and, and girlfriends do that. This isn't cosplay. I'm not a guy. You're not my girlfriend and we're not dating. We're not? N what are we doing? Okay. We are getting to know each other. You and me. In my defense, you keep saying I should throw out the script, and that's what I thought I was doing. I was trying to be spontaneous and, you know, oh. ditch the script and do improv instead. Oh, God, please do not call our relationship improv. I suck at improv. <laughs> hey, this is me and you. Or you and me, if you want top billing. Well, for this drama on the stairs, I think I deserve it. Hmm. Okay. Hey, to answer your indirect question. You are the only person I'm sleeping with right now. Oh. Mm -hmm. Come here. Mm. Please come upstairs. No, I'm gonna go. Uh, because that is not what Meg Ryan would do. Wait, 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 wait. What about my cookies? I am going to eat them on the ride home. I'm in a cab. 
in Cleveland. I feel like I'm in a rom-com, Carrie. I'm here to surprise Chad Diaz at the comedy concert. I dumped my husband so we can be together forever. If you haven't heard of Chad Diaz, they're about to make a big splash in Cleveland. It's Rambo, party of one. That was the greatest comedy concert I ever seen. Am I crazy for following you all the way to Cleveland? I don't care. I'm in love with you. I took care of it. I dumped him. I left Steve with nothing but a bowl of mint chocolate chip. I just went you and me and you and me. I thought you could finger me on a bench in Lake Erie, okay? <laughs> I just cleaved in Cleveland. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to iHeartRadio. So bad it's good. Today, uh, we have somebody that has uh, really provided a lot of laughter for me, and I hope for you guys as well. I'm going to point you in the right direction of her TikTok and her Instagram, and I'll, of course, I'll put that on the show description, but you guys know how fascinated I've been with and just like that, the uh, the Sex in the City uh, reboot or whatever we're calling it, uh, and this person does some amazing characterizations of this show that I so dearly love to hate. Uh, and she does a lot of other things. She's an actor as well. So I can't wait to get into that with her since I, I know you guys know I've, I taught acting for like 13 years. So I love the process of an actor because people don't realize how much work goes into what actors do. You, you know, you guys think it's just like lucky breaks and stuff like that. And it takes like years to have one lucky break. But I uh, let's just have fun with this. Enjoy Nicole Travolta. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Thank you. I just, I've told the audience before that I am having a facial face reaction from beard dye. They, they're aware of that. So poor Nicole has to see this firsthand. I'm just, my face is melting at this point. Poor Nicole. It's poor Nicole. Tragedy. Poor, it's such a shame. No, poor Ryan. <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously, I'm seriously, I mean, I'm like, I'm, thank God this is just this, uh, just a show that you just have to hear my voice. You don't have to look at my face really. No. Um <laughs> We feel very bad for you. Yeah. Wait, by the way, that is kind of my brand. That's feel kind bad of what for you me. want. Yeah. Feel like bad for me is like a really solid brand that I, brand awareness is feel bad for me. Yeah. For me. This is exactly like my, it's so funny. I was just away this weekend and someone said something to me. They're like, oh, do this thing. Do, do this. Nicole. I'm like, no, no, no. Okay, fine. I love attention. Like, you know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. now yours is, I. <laughs> well, you live in Los Angeles, right? I do. Okay. And. How long have you been out here uh, pursuing acting? And is it funny to you that you get are getting starting to get noticed a lot more from Instagram and TikTok and these social media uh, avenues where you're creating your own content? Do you do you trip out on that at all? Yeah, I do. I, you know, it's, I, I, I have, I'm, I'm from LA originally. I, um, I, like half grew up here. I lived in Florida for a little bit as well. Sadly, <laughs> sorry for anybody <laughs> from Florida, <laughs> but I really love it there. Um, I came back here and, um, I, I, I know it's very cliche, but I've always really wanted to do this. I've never really wanted to do anything else. And I sort of was waiting for myself to like, you know, my, my mom and dad were like, it's a tough business. It's a tough business. It's a tough business. So, you know, hold out until you're hundred percent sure that this is what you want to do. And so I was kind of like waiting a little bit for myself to be like, all right, yeah, you want to be a doctor now or something, you know, stable. And I never did. And I, I just was like, as long as I really, you know, this, this is all I can imagine myself doing. So I, you know, when I, when I came back out here, I kind of hit the ground running, but I also, you know, when you're young, it's like up, down, I was, you yeah. know, 
you kind you of don't even know, know what are. to expect. And like, yeah, it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Such a romantic, you romanticize Los Angeles a lot because it really, to even get here is an accomplishment in itself. I mean, I came from Kansas, I remember, and I used to dream about, and I, it still freaks me out that I get to see the Hollywood sign or drive down Sunset <laughs> Boulevard. You just don't, as a kid, you're not imagining also trying to like meet your rent or meet your, you know, you don't think about these things as kids. So a lot of people really lose sight of what they actually want to do when they come out here. And by the way, you've had a lot of success. I mean, I was just watching you done the middle two and a half men. Like, is it two and a half men, right? Yeah, that two was- and a half men. And then I did um, anger management, which yeah, with Charlie Sheen. I recurred on that for a while. Multiple so it was funny. Charlie Sheen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Multiple Charlie Sheen. So I was, I, 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 comedy is my, my favorite thing in the world. So I was very fortunate and very fortunate to have, you know, worked with some really fantastic people and on some really great shows. Yeah. I mean, that's really, I mean, and it it just takes so much work to even get to that place, but what even possesses you to, I mean, you've always been in comedy, obviously. Were you the type that was like a theater actor as a kid at your high school? Were you doing all of that as well? I did that more also like I would say yes, but I also in, I feel like I was um, in, I, in Orlando was where where I lived. And I feel like I was a little bit trying to be in with the cool kids. I was a cheerleader. Look, wait, the cool kids of Orlando? <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Really I didn't the cool yeah, kids. Yeah, there's of a, there's a the dark side of Orlando. Orlando. <laughs> yeah, the dark side of Orlando. And I, I really, really welled myself in there real well. No, I, I, so I, I did a lot of other things in high school, but then the second I got done with that. I was kind of back in and was back in classes and did some, you know, theater around that area. And it was funny when I was in Orlando actually was how I got my SAG card. They had um, these casting directors, Greg and Lisa Cannon came and would do these sort of like South Florida, like talent search. And I went and I did one and they ended up casting me on One Tree Hill. And I had Oh my um, God, you were on One yeah. Tree Hill. Uh, I yeah, have a primarily a female that. audience that still has such a love for One Tree Hill. Like that oh, is yeah. an iconic show that I still don't think, I mean, they finally started doing a podcast where they're actually recapping like the cast members, I believe that show, but that really, uh, I mean, that's for your first one out of the gate. That's huge. Oh, it was huge. I mean, it was, I, it was so fun. And I, and so that really kind of got think. I mean, I say get things rolling, but it kind of makes you think like, okay, well, I got to this step and now I feel I can probably get to this step, but then that next step takes years. It's really difficult. Yeah, so it's really it is fun, yeah. funny yeah. to come back to this part of where there's social media. And I have, I'm a little bit of an old, I, I hold on to that old, how the business I think kind of used to be a little bit where, yeah. you know, it was different. I, I never really knew if I wanted to put myself out there on social media, but I loved, you know, doing improv and characters. And I just kind of always imagined doing those things on camera or on stage. And then when the pandemic hit, I kind of had this moment where I said, if I don't do something, I think I'm going to fall so incredibly behind and not even by measure of, you know, what someone should be doing or what someone shouldn't be doing because it's really everyone's own journey. But for me, I was just in my head. If I don't take a step in some sort of direction, I don't feel like I'm going to be progressing how I want to be when the doors open again. I know. And it's one of those things where I almost felt like with the pandemic, it was like, okay, 
we could just like the world stop. Right. But yes. does that mean we get to stop? And it was like, no, no, you have to keep going and yeah. you have to like, you and actors really have it so tough already. And then it was like another thing thrown into an actor's way. You guys have talked about it on the show, but like every audition moved to online. So then if you're playing like, a dad you're on a zoom with some strange kid that you've never met and his parents are in the background and it's all these awkward situations and you know nicole like you get into these rooms and you're like professor positive you're like hey love to be here ryan bailey all right six foot like it is another thing that we had to get used to 100 percent. and i don't know like if you're, if you go into these rooms and you have great energy, right. And so I oftentimes feel that when you walk into a room and you go in the room and you have that sort of energy, it kind of gives them a sense of who you are. Now you're in this little box and there's this awkwardness. I mean, I had a commercial audition recently and I've been doing this for years. I'm very confident and I know that what I'm doing and I, my eye lines were, he, <laughs> the guy stopped me in the middle of it. And he was like, what are you looking at? <laughs> I don't know. Nothing. I didn't get it. Shocker. But like, well, no, I had to do one. Uh, it was like a, some, some promo for some show, but it was like this guy shirtless in his backyard, digging up his lawn. And I'm like on my knees in my own house, like on my own floor and just shirtless. And I had to put the camera up at an angle. So it was looking at my computer up an angle. So it was looking down and there's like 10 boxes and I'm just shirt. I'm like, this is, this is, I went to the, I went to school for this. Like this, I'm digging. And I'm just like, everybody's just looking at me and my oh COVID weight. It was just horrible. Um, but the thing that I love to bring it back to actually these so characters you're doing and get to do is I, you know, you have more control over this than you get to ever uh, with an audition. Like you don't get to choose like, you know what? I'd love to go out on this and this only. You can't choose as an actor. No, I agree. Yeah. And this is it's the the nice thing about this. I mean, the hard thing is, I think, putting yourself out there and then wondering, you know, the Internet, especially, I think sometimes doesn't understand how difficult doing some of these things are and how you're putting yourself out there, trying something new doesn't mean it's going to be at its 150% perfection the first time you're putting something out and that things can be somewhat of a work in progress. And people will come and be like, your voice is too high, or this is too this, or this is, and it's just, that's, I think the more difficult part of it is kind of staying away and protecting your sort of creative bubble from letting people seep in and making your brain crazy yeah, that's but, the horrible part of social media is that you're 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 excited to get other eyes on it, but then unfortunately you have to also get other voices on it and other comments and like I like this one. Oh, the, this is not as good as that other one. I don't. Yes. You're you're not good at this. That doesn't sound like that person. You know, like and that's what's just so funny to me is that there's so many things. Also, I am a huge Saturday Night Live fan, so when I watch yeah. SNL and I see them, it's you as a creator is actor, you look at the, them and it's not always about just the vocal tone. It's about, you know, some, some might not even do a vocal tone, but their mannerisms or they're getting these different things about them. And so I just find it so fascinating. I find people fascinating in general, but watching people and knowing how hard it is to actually execute something like that. I have just the most um, admiration for anybody who's doing creative things and putting themselves out there. I think it's amazing. And the people who sit and write this crap, like 
that I like the other one better. I'm like, what is wrong with you? Like, what are you, you, what yeah. are you talking about? Well, I mean, it's just, and it's the thing that I admire the most about actors or creative people is the people that just keep going that put like yeah. continually put one foot in front of the other. I mean, unfortunately I always have joked about this by the age of 30, most actors will have read, um, you know, 800% more inspirational phrases than anybody else in the world, because it'll all be like, it's a marathon, not a sprint, buddy. Like to get to the top of the mountain, you've got to get to a lot of pain in the lower, you know, like it's literally all, that's all we do. And then uh, for actors, social media, you guys between actors will, you know, put out these, you know, uh, inspirational messages to each other or, you know, stuff to keep us going because it's the only, only thing that we have is this kind of belief because there is this, I think there, you know, I'm so thankful for this show and, and things because it really is such a lottery when you don't yeah. have control over your destiny. So this, you get to actually have this kind of control and you get to do scene work as all of these characters that we already love. And I want to come back to talking about your process, but I do, is there any way I could hear some voices right now? Oh my gosh. Of okay. Course. Who would you okay, want to so, hear? Okay. Well, there's a lot. I mean, this is, I was just watching the Jennifer Coolidge one. I was a huge fan of White Lotus and we're all huge fans of Jennifer Coolidge. Is there any way you can give a little Jennifer Coolidge? Yeah, of course. Um, okay. So, um, oh, oh, mother, <laughs> oh, mother, 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 my mother told me that I would never be a ballerina. And that was when I was skinny. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, perfect, perfect. <laughs> and uh, and just like that, you are known for your Sex in the City characters. Can I hear Carrie Bradshaw? Oh, um, I just want a really big shoe. I just want to get in and have a really big shoe in my closet and just, oh, yeah, I just... <laughs> okay do you have a che diaz i don't have no. a che diaz but che, che diaz can be anyone because che, che diaz, diaz is all a... of us che yes. diaz is a universal uh character but you do have a steve oh so that is actually my That's friend, your friend. Anna. I was, well, it was a wig so i couldn't yes. tell if that was well it's... i have Okay, because I... it's so funny because Anna and I have been tossing. They're like, oh my God, your Steve's so good. And we're like, that's Nicole or yeah. Anna. But Steve is basically, I mean, I probably, but I just. I've got one ball, Miranda. Oh, no, this I've ring, got one. Yeah. This <laughs> ring never coming off. I'm such an idiot. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, um, who is your favorite character to do? Oh, gosh. I mean, I do. Jennifer Coolidge has got to be one of yeah. my favorite. I mean, I've been so into the Sex and the City stuff, and I loved. I mean, I really loved doing it. Samantha, bringing Samantha back. Oh yeah, yeah. Give, having, give me Samantha. Give me Samantha. Um, honey, you are so gorgeous with that beard. I love <laughs> what it's done to your face. <laughs> I love that. That's a, see, you know, impressions just always make you happy. Like, I mean, yeah. for the most part, they always make you happy. Voices make me happy. And I just, I giggle like a school kid when I hear anybody <laughs> attempt voices. It's always just fun for me. Um, can I get your opinion on, and just like that, the Sex and the City reboot? What uh, did Nicole feel about this show because I have a lot of feelings about this show I have so many feelings of this show about the show that it's consumed my every ounce of my body for 10 weeks yeah. um so first of all were you a fan of the original series I mean till it's, death it's, I mean it's the best it's bible for every young woman out there it's bible for every young woman and 
and that's I think I I I'm so back and forth like there's I feel that there's so many holes in the show yeah and right out the gate first of all you know when when it first started the and just like that I was I was crying from the first moment that it came on because it's so nostalgic. Yeah. You're just like, oh my gosh, watching them back again. And I feel like every however many years we've gotten to have a taste, whether it be the movies or this or that. And now we're back again. And you're like, oh my gosh, they're back and you're in it. And then, and then big, the first big mass, we have to watch big masturbate, which was just so all (laughs) disruptive. I mean, I think all the women kind of imagined that anyways. We didn't have to even allude to it. But by the way, yeah. And then Carrie was like, let me see you do it. He's like, all right. And I'm like, no, no, no. It was so bizarre. And and then he was, and I was like, what is happening? Why is this happening? And so, then, and by the way, that's like the week he died too. Spoiler then, alert, you guys. So we like for the last week of Big's life, Carrie asked him to jack off in front of her, and it was like horrifying for the entire audience. I can't imagine on his on his deathbed or shower that he was laying out of. He just imagined like, I can't believe I did that this week. I look like a damn idiot, you know. It really s- scarred me that that was the series of events that there was that masturbation, and then he just. <laughs> And did you wait? Did you notice on the masturbation thing too? He, it, it was like in the scene where he also mentioned he had heart pills in his uh, cubby right to next where he keeps his petroleum jelly for whacking off. Like, yes. it was like I was like, I don't want to know what's in Mr. Big's nightstand at all. Like, you because Mr. Big forever. I mean, even when he came back, he's this beautiful sort of and this New York like he represented something to yes. all to women of like everybody supposedly has their Mr. Big supposedly. Yes, exactly. And that's, and I think that there's women out there still till this day that are looking for the Mr. Their Mr. Big, you know, and there's references of, I mean, girls that I know, single girls that I know that are like, I'm just looking for my Mr. Big, you know? So this is. Yeah. Ladies, if anybody's looking, just realize it's that guy that masturbated in front of you at some point, that's your Mr. Big now. Cause that's his legacy. You know, you know, anybody who will masturbate in front of you. That's, hey, that's the your, guy Mr. Big that is you not a want. Good, yeah, that's <laughs> I, I just, but I love, I mean, you, it is interesting. Like we did romanticize this show and these people as a culture. And we do this with pop culture a lot, which I, I really, I love and I appreciate, but it is funny though. Cause then you take a wrecking ball to a lot of these things, even the male, even like Steve, you know, all of a sudden Steve's like, I'm near death, everybody. I can't hear out of anything and I can't move. And my lady's leaving out. Like they literally made him one of the most interestingly pathetic. Like he didn't know how to, uh, you know, we finger blast anymore in the kitchen. He's like, oh well, I don't God. know where I'm touching here. And then it was like, I just, it feels like they all put got like frozen in time and then they got thawed out at this moment in time and nobody yes. knew how to work things well and that's the thing too and when it comes to steve it it made me dev- i was devastated for him and miranda is <laughs> is is so it's it's become manic and i'm i try to think okay she's having this sort of crisis going through this time where she's going through all these changes, but then even things that like didn't really make sense. She was so manic about, and the thing, like the thing, she's, everything is like, ah, 
I mean, I'm in love with Che. Like, she's so- <laughs> Wait, do that again. Do that again. Do that again. <laughs> she's like, it's Rambo now. I'm, I'm in love with Che. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, but that, that, but see, but then for me, the show started working in not the way that I think they wanted the show to work. Like, I, I cannot wait for a second season. I am oh, so sad I it's do. over. Like, I'm, but it was a different viewing experience than it was for the original series. And I don't know if that's because we all grew up or what they thought. They, did you watch the documentary and just like that? I watched the documentary and I actually so enjoyed it. I think Sarah Jessica Parker is uh, like, I she even just watching her and how she was living in that space and how absolutely dialed in she is. Yeah, you guys, there was a scene where she it was Carrie's closet. And this is what I love about actors is that she wanted to make it real to her character yeah. and real to her. And she was like, this looks too perfect. I need some shoe bags over here. I just want like a stack of CDs maybe over here. And she was taking all of this time. And I really loved that because, it, you know, she was really trying to nail this. It is important to her. It is a but also this is work. It's a craftsman like job. And you really get to see a lot of people don't understand what acting is or how there are different aspects to it. And I thought it was such a beautiful scene in which how she worked with the crew in which how she did this. And it wasn't like she was being a diva in any sort of the uh, sort of way. She was really making this true to her, which supposedly is what acting is, right? It's like holding a mirror up to society in a way. And you want to be able to recognize things in Carrie that you recognize in yourself because we want to have some universal truths to this show, which... You know. Exactly. And watching her go through it and even thinking about, you know, we get stuck as I think actors sometimes in this sort of feeling as though you don't have permission to sort of do things or you're sort of boxed into this sort of um, whole, I, I don't know, but like you're just in a box sort of and you're forgetting that you have to have real life tendencies. And she said something in the documentary to the effect of you can't be in your house. You know, when's the last time you've just been in your house and you're just sitting there like this, you're always. Oh yeah. Your that was phone, the thing. She was like, she was this. like marking up the, like the script in her head. She's like, okay, so I'm in the closet and I take this and I go over here because that's what we do when we're on the phone. When I'm on the phone with my mom, I'm doing like 30 different things and I'm just letting yes. her talk in the background, like that kind <laughs> of human behavior to me, I really recommend the documentary because it really shows how much and almost a silly amount of work goes into creating something that we're all kind of laughing about in this way that I don't think they purely intended, but at yeah. the same time, I really appreciate that it was made. And I, I'm, I'm thankful for a second season, but it is interesting because the other main point of sex or the, of this iteration, I thought was of age of aging. And it really, if I were to take away one thing from this is that never grow old. It's going to be horrible. Oh, it's don't do horrible. it. You know, I mean, I had a multiple group chats going with multiple girlfriends and talking about just the absolute, it was like staring at mortality or something. Yes. That, yeah. Like and I, I would I walk away laughing, but then I would look, I'd be like, uh, but it's really sad. It's you start really counting sad. how many years you, you have until. Oh yeah. I'm, I went start. on my Peloton and I'm like, is this going to be the course that kills me? Is yes. this going to be the ride that does it? You know, like. It's just, it's, it's, it, it was a little hard because I, I mean, my dad is 78 years old and I'm, he doesn't talk about the, his age like this. And they were hitting the age. Oh, so Nicole, you got it. You got to call your dad now and go, 
dad, I was watching Sex in the City, and I would love to have an honest, frank conversation with you about how you feel about age. Like, I mean, like it's these are, <laughs> he's probably like just for me. My dad's like such a wine drink. He's probably oh, I just get through by drinking wine every day. He's like <laughs> smoking his cigarettes. Like he's like I stand. Oh, that's how my dad. Oh, my-, my dad is like retired now. He's like seventy three or seventy four, yeah. and he's just like has his Jamesons at night, and he just really, oh, you know, yeah. just really this is. This is great. What a life. What a life. What a life. Yeah. Uh, every night, my dad, why it's like five o'clock somewhere and he's, you know, with the wine <laughs> and it's just, it's the best. But I just re- think about that. And my mom too, I I would, she doesn't talk about herself like this. And they were just hitting us in the face with the age so hard. But when I watched the documentary, I was like, oh yeah, this is the thing that i you kind of missed in it or whatever and just carry and looking at the shoes and thinking you know hello lover like it's just so <laughs> it's uh, just so perfect so I, I couldn't I, recommend it I always say to the audience and they know this as a as a straight dude I, I miss the female not perspective but I miss things like fashion I miss things because I'm an old navy man myself and uh I don't love the, old navy but, but I, what does it mean to you? And did you think this show uh, brought it in terms of fashion, in terms of, wow, that now that's a look. Is that, does that play a huge part of you in a show for a huge part of you in a show like this for you? Oh yeah. I mean, the, the clothes and going, even if you, if, if you haven't, if any of you haven't watched a documentary yet and you do, and especially the women, when they would talk about the old archives of of Carrie's clothes and showing her even in that white slip dress, you, I got chills because that they, her her storyline of her needing these things and the having the Manolos, but not having any money or having, you know, spending all this money on shoes or, you know, but not being able to pay her rent. It was such a, such a, such a it, it was like the clothes were its own character in the show yeah. and then in this show i still feel that they brought it wonderfully especially with carrie i mean she looked amazing except that one outfit where she looked like et the extraterrestrial in terms of how many different variations of like she was like it was it looked like she was wearing like three hats there was like just just pull and it looks exactly like this scene in this movie et you guys when i was a kid where he was in the closet with drew barrymore and like they're just throwing like lady clothes on et and it looked pretty much similar to the point where i was like did this fashion designer punk sarah jessica parker and dress her like et <laughs> it was really bad i totally agree with that i loved i mean even i don't know how you thought about that how did you feel about the funeral scene the funeral scene for me like where everyone it looked like kanye west was about to Hey guys, it was one of the most aesthetically creepy. It's like Kanye and Kim's mansion that it's just like, oh my God, this I would be haunted every day I walked in here. It was like something that I would never, it's not personable at all. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 
$30 performance polos and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Guys, we'll be back to the show in just one second, but now is the time for my favorite part of the show when we talk about our sponsors, and we have two great ones today, and I love these two because they kind of fit hand in hand for me. Our first one is my favorite multivitamin company, and that is Ritual. Um... So I primarily, believe it or not, have a female audience. I take the male ritual multivitamin, but I want to tell you a little bit about the female essential multivitamin through ritual. So they say gaps in the diet shouldn't be ignored. Over 90% of, uh, 97% of women aged 19 to 50 are not getting enough vitamin D from their diet and 95% are not getting their recommended daily intake of key omega-3s. Now, Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin was formulated by exhaustive research to help fill nutrient gaps in the diets of women ages 18 plus. So it's formulated with nutrients to help support brain health, bone health, blood health, and provide antioxidant support. Uh, Ritual doesn't stop there, though. They invest in a gold standard university-led clinical trial to prove the impact of Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin. The results? Essential for Women 18 Plus was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43%, wow, and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. The clinical study was published in leading scientific journal Frontiers in Nutrition. I do not subscribe to that, but uh, it sounds like a great magazine. A published clinical study is a big deal and a serious commitment to a first-of-its-kind standard in the industry. Ritual is committed to third-party testing from USP and the non-GMO project, traceable and vegan-friendly ingredients, and always clear communication. There is no shady stuff, and that is why I feel comfortable telling you about it, because I actually do take this every day, and I like it. It actually, you know what, though? It's, you know, back when I was a kid, I wanted to take those Flintstone, Flintstone vitamins, and I love that I take a Ritual vitamin every day, and I feel like a grown-up. I'm like, I've surpassed Flintstone vitamins, you guys. I am a Ritual 
vitamin guy now. So this is my call to action with you. Right now, Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off your first three months. Now, remember what I just said. You can see a change in just three months of doing this. Uh, that's something to definitely worth exploring. So visit ritual.com forward slash so bad and turn healthy habits into a ritual. That's 10% off at ritual.com forward slash so bad. So that's great. And so that is about our overall health, right? Our, our body. But what about our mind? And this is where that next sponsor comes in. And our next sponsor is our friends at BetterHelp. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. We talk about BetterHelp a lot on this show, and this month we're discussing some of the stigmas around mental health. I talk to you guys about this on my show so often because this has really turned into a cause that I passionately care about, not just for myself, but for others around me like you guys. Uh, we've been taught that mental health shouldn't be a part of normal life, and that is so, so wrong, you guys. We take care of our bodies with the gym. I, I mean, maybe I don't, but <laughs> the doctor uh, and nutrition. But we should be focusing on our minds just as much. Um, this is so personal to me because it's something that at one point when I was younger, I was against. I thought I could fix myself. I thought I didn't need anybody else. I thought... I could figure everything out. And the people at BetterHelp or anywhere, they're there because they can help. They want to help. We should be exercising our feelings, our minds, our emotions just as much as our muscles. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp Online Therapy. So this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and so bad it's good listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash so bad. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash so bad, and I will put that in the show notes as well. And now, you guys, back for the remaining portion of our show. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So, the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. It was like austere and blank, you know, and Carrie didn't want any flowers, but then Samantha, which by the way, I do need to know also, what do you think about Samantha? Samantha's not gone. Samantha just lives in Carrie's phone now. <laughs> Samantha lives in Carrie's phone. I, I was taken aback when they came at the reasoning for their friendship being over about the, that Carrie didn't want her to be her PR agent anymore. I was like, I, th that was my biggest complaint is that there, there were things that I think that could have been handled with these characters that we are so incredibly obsessed with. Even the Che and Miranda storyline, that could have gone so many different ways, but instead it was just like this exorcism in the kitchen and Carrie's peeing in the bottle and like, 
then we've got Rambo, and then now we, then- we got we got Rock. We got uh, we and by the who knew Harry was packing as much as he? I that still. I mean, the the Chay Miranda thing in the kitchen is one thing. You know, obviously Miranda was consenting, but I was not consenting to see Harry's penis be pulled out of his. Like the I still stays with me, and my friend Medica keeps sending me uh, an image. That image, like she'll just like text me at random times with that image, and it's. Where to the point where I block her, but it was it was disturbing. There's always one moment in this iteration of the series where I'm like, oh God, no, you know? Yes, in that one for me, I I it happened and I was like, wait, what? And I rewound it and then paused it and took a screenshot so I could have it for the rest of my life because I'm sick in the head. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then I would send it to people as well. I I I couldn't believe that. Now we later found out that it was a prosthetic. Which is another actor thing which, that is amazing, you guys. Because I read an uh, interview with the actor Evan Handler, who I, I really dig, but he was like, I really think Harry would have a large penis. And I'm just love, I love how <laughs> actors are like, I know my character inside and out. And I also love the fact that he, I love that we're, and they did this on Euphoria this season. And I know you've only saw the first season of Euphoria, but Eric Dane pulls out his wiener as well. in last week's episode, and it was another prosthetic penis. And I'm like, I love that we're, I love that the prosthesis, like we're not using our own penises. Like I love no. for whatever reason, like, may, Hey, maybe Eric and uh, the person who plays Harry, maybe they're, penises are very large but they just it's it's sacrilegious to use your own penis as an actor anymore i think i I, yeah i can't decide what's happening and i heard about that too so now i'm just wondering when so when did this world of prosthetic penises start it's a huge industry now hbo is single-handedly keeping the prosthetic penis business in business and business and how many other prosthetic penises (laughs) and in like I need to know now all of them who's had one and who. Yeah, is I, I mean, it feels like something that you because I I will say it. I told the audience this when I saw the the hairy one, I got angry. I was like, "What the hell?" Like I, and not that I'm saying anything about my penis, but it just made me angry that I'm like, "Wow, now this guy gets to walk around and nobody's going to realize it's a prosthesis, and they're going to just." They're going to give that actor, they're going to always think that actor is completely packing when in reality he might not be. Well, and also uh, what was so shocking about that was it was so big and it was not even like hard. (laughs) Sorry. And I'm just going, I'm going, you will die. That was a lethal weapon. (laughs) And the second that thing hardens up, you're dead. Every woman is gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a weapon. That is like it's a, a we- weapon. It, that well, because yeah, that Harry became a threatening character for me. Like he's just yes. walking around, like almost ready to hurt somebody at a moment's notice. Harry's walking around, and he's a real good guy, and he's just <laughs> got a huge schlong. That then I was so obsessed with. I was just like obs- I couldn't believe. And that's another thing about the show is that they every week they somehow leveled up every week. I was like, there's no way there's going to be anything more. And then spoiler alert here, but then the last episode, they had Che announcing the comedy pilot singing California Girl. That's what I want to talk to you about since you are an actor. And Well, I mean, to get into this section, I was going to say like everybody you said has their Mr. Big. Should everybody have their Che Diaz? Should everybody, is that is Che Diaz the new Mr. Big? Should, should every woman out there have a Che Diaz? And I don't mean Che, but what Che represents of this. I mean, do, do we all have a Che Diaz in our life? Someone that shakes things up and 
finger blast you in a kitchen. I don't know. Like, you know, like this ring thing just kills me too, by the way, because I'm just think it's so funny. I'm like, this is like we're in high school. Well, like, it kills I, me. Like, well, so- by the way, that's why it's so taboo. And that's why it's so funny. Cause I, you know, it's just, it's taboo like that. And like, they, they didn't have, but they probably will at some point, like a good dry humping scene. Like, cause it's oh, very high school. I can't dry wait. humping is a very <laughs> high school thing that when you grow up, you're like, I mean, there's not as much dry humping as there was in high school, but I feel like sure. sex in the city could really lean into the dry humping thing at some point. Well, then Miranda would be like, I dry humped. <laughs> <laughs> but then you can see, you got to see the face too. And that's why you got to go follow her Instagram and TikTok because the face is like, kind of sells it. Um, but anyway, so as an actor, I, I try to break this down for the audience in terms of Che got a pilot and Che announced it by practicing with a full band of Beach Boys song because that's what you do if you get a pilot. And I mean, have you, do you always go karaoke after you book something? 100%. I make all of my friends sit and listen to me and I literally sing them songs and announce when I book something and in some sort of song form. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Um, so then she's like, I'm, I'm going to Hollywood bitches. Now, from my understanding of all the, the of the pilots I've worked on, they usually last about two weeks, maybe less. I mean, it's usually like run and gun. They're like real because then it gets picked up to series or it doesn't. Now, why couldn't Che do this and the podcast? Why was it too? Why did Che have to quit the podcast? Because it all like why, by the way, we're not in person right now. You're at your place. I'm at my place. Right. right. You could yeah. be anywhere. You could be in New York right now. I could be like this. Could be from anywhere. Why right. is is the pilot going to be that intense for Che playing themselves on the pilot that that they cannot do an hour podcast a week? I, can't. I mean, as an actor, is it, it, is it just crosses so, my mind? It's, like, it's this must be the pilot of all pilots. And, like, and, and they said Tony Danza is Tony in the pilot. Tony Danza is going to play her, or their dad. Yeah. yeah Tony Danza yes, is going to yeah. play their dad. And then they also said that Roseanne, they, they're, everyone's pinning them as the next Roseanne. <laughs> I can already tell you this pilot will so get, this, if it gets picked up, it's only lasting for like six episodes. Like, I don't this, think the public's going to eat up the Che Diaz pilot. I don't think so either. And this has got to be, this is like now every actor is just, the goal is to get a comedy concert and a pilot that lasts a month because you're right. What a comedy, especially is five, maybe five days to an episode two for 30 for a half hour, maybe a little bit longer, depending on. And Jay's got a month in the bag. Well, Jay also, we had, their Netflix comedy special that we saw a taping of where everybody stood. Yeah. Standing like it was a only. concert, but also I found what I find so unique about Chase comedy is that it's not funny. And I think that's a really different thing to do when you're a stand-up comedian is to like, just you're like, it was more of like a Ted talk about expression and being who you are, which I think there's totally an audience for that, but I think stand-up comedy might not be what that is. Oh, I a hundred percent agree. And I, I, I watch it, watching that. I just thought to myself, I wish that they would have brought in a stand-up comedian to help write that part because yeah. it just, there's, I know 
stand-up comedy is, I know quite a few people who do stand-up and it, I'm so wildly impressed by that. Yeah, it's, it's another craft. It's, it's, a, it's, another a, it's a whole thing, yeah. Yeah, and, <laughs> and Che is mer- basically Meryl Streep, like getting comedy concerts, standing room only, comedy pilots month long, and I'm going, sitting, going, where, why aren't they funny? Why wasn't this character written? As funny. As funny. Yeah. Because I think Sarah Ramirez is great. It's not, I mean, that's what I always try to clarify. I'm not making fun of the actor portraying Che Diaz. I'm making fun of the character Che Diaz. And I'm not even making fun of the fact that, you know, this is a non-binary. That has nothing to do no, with it. I'm making fun of, with it. of violently finger blasting somebody when their roommate, that when you're so busy, when Sarah Jessica Parker's right in the other room, that to me is hysterical because it just, I think you would be a little bit more aware. That's funny right there. And then secondly, every time Che Diaz is in front of an audience, there really aren't any jokes. There's no jokes. There's There's like dad jokes. It'll be like, I won't subject you to my act. (laughs) They, they even did a, when they were doing the California girls thing, there was a, I think a line about them going down on. And I was like, wait, what? But it's not funny. And that's what's so frustrating. So every other comedian I know that's, trying to get their stand-up act out there or book a show. And Che Diaz is basically the Hollywood sign now. (laughs) But then I love, I love that even I get so, I get almost gaslit where I'm like, I don't know. What do I do? Maybe it is funny. I don't even know. Like, I don't know if I, is this funny? Like, I don't even know what works anymore, but I really, (laughs) but also Che also is a very successful traveling comic as well. We got reference to uh, a big stand-up gig in Cleveland where Miranda was going to go chase Che down in Cleveland. Well, she she did chase Che down. And then, like, it was, like, not a cliffhanger, but that's what – so all week I'm waiting for this Cleveland trip because in my head I was like, oh, my God, uh, Miranda's going to walk in and Che's going to be with, like, another woman or dude or this, or uh, Che's going to be on stage and they'll be talking about, like, I'm dating this girl. She's not proud to be herself like me, Che Diaz. I, there was so, and then nothing. We nothing. just fast forward. We've, I actually just did a video of Miranda and what happened, what I think happened. What, in, wait, in your opinion, what happened? I think Miranda showed up to the comedy concert and then like told Che, like I, I could, I could see Miranda walking into the comedy concert, right? And then Che spotting Miranda and then Miranda telling Che that, you know, she dumped Steve, left him to die with his ice cream. <laughs> yeah. I don't like, even think Steve's hear, aware. Yeah. Steve's, Steve I left him for dead on that couch. I mean, and then I think that they, I mean, my idea in the video was that they went to Lake Erie fingered. <laughs> By the way, also they make it seem like the fingering might last for days with them of like just like it just poor Miranda just like the soreness down there the I mean it's just got to be aggravated at a certain point right I don't it's think so has a, I don't think Che I don't think Che has a light touch is what I'm no, saying no I think their comedy very... is any impression Che's like going all out Che is going all out I I think Che is like the ultimate finger banger yeah 
I mean, that's a, like that I've even talked about that is like, if I ever have to fight for the love of a woman with Che Diaz, Che is going to win every time. Che yeah. is going to win every, because Che has access. Che lives with those private parts on their body. So right. Che has access to that 24 seven. So knows exactly what to do with it. Yes. Che is the dream. <laughs> yeah. Che's really, Che's, Che's Che's a superhero. Really the dream. So che you think they go to Erie and they have a finger blast romantic yeah. notebook kind of thing. Yeah. And then um, if they do a second, what they are doing a second season is Che. Did you notice in the documentary, Che really wasn't in it that much in the documentary? He, I, I did. And I thought that that was, I, I didn't really think about it actually kind of until I had a moment where I was like, I wonder why. Um, but it was interesting to me. I would have actually enjoyed hearing more about Che. Yeah. You know what I did think was interesting though, is that they, they said that Lisa Todd, though the woman who played Lisa Todd Wexley. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Super hated because the Samantha rumor, the, the Samantha rumor. And then I was like, well, then Che Diaz came along and just blew everything out of the water. And that Che is the most talked about. I really would love to have seen a scene between Samantha and Che Diaz. Oh gosh. I would, I, 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 I would love to find, I wish I could find someone to play Che Diaz. Cause Che, che. I think Samantha would be like, Show me a few moves, you oh, know? Yeah, I think Samantha would absolutely just let Che do whatever. If it was, <laughs> if it was okay with Miranda. Yes. If I, if I, that would be a great episode of Miranda having to relent and invite Samantha into their bedroom, Che yes. Diaz and Miranda's bedroom. And they could have a, some really manic threesome. Yeah. It's, uh, but I always, do you always think uh, of what Samantha would say in any given situation? Are you, I mean, cause Samantha has, I, I always just kind of missed her off color jokes, even in this, because that was, I, I was just p- picturing like what jokes she would have made about finger blasting in a kitchen. Oh yeah. All the time. I think that that was the most fun when I started getting these ideas to do these skits, I really came at it from everyone wanted Samantha back. And so that's kind of what I started breaking it down of what would make, like if Samantha ran into Miranda and I think Samantha would have, you know, accepted whatever Miranda wanted immediately. I think Samantha was always so accepting. And, you know, when she pulled the diaphragm out of Carrie and (laughs) all those things is that she was just so quick or, you know, how she never had a political, she's like, I don't, have a political party. I just like parties like, <laughs> like that, you know? So I just, I think about those things and yeah. how Miranda would slot into this whole thing and what her process would be. And I just, I think that's what was, I wish we had in the show more of, I know it's unfortunate, but it's. I, do you think Che Diaz part. would come back in a second season? I can't decide. I mean, I think it's really if 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 Miranda is staying with Che, then I think of I think right if that's a storyline. But a part of me feels like Miranda's gonna they're gonna have this whole LA thing, and then yeah, I don't think I, I don't I see, think it's gonna work. I don't see it working, and I see it where we come back from the season, and Miranda will have been like, well. We didn't last, you know, and then because it was just, I'm not saying she'll go back to Steve, 
but I am like, I don't know how it would be. I would be curious of how do you follow up a Che Diaz for Miranda? I don't think you can. I, I Miranda, I mean, do we just see her going to like lesbian bars or non-binary bars? Or well, I mean, that's where what do I we was find? thinking too, is I wonder if she would go on sort of a trail of, um, you know, going on dates with other you know, either women, non-binary, you know, it, anything. I wonder if we would get to see how that looked for her. Also, the Brady stuff, if I never have to see Brady <laughs> having sex again. And that was another thing. Poor Steve. Brady is literally pummeling his girlfriend. Thank it God the, Steve can't hear. Thank God Steve can't the hear. The loudest sex. And he's like, what? Miranda, what? Like, <laughs> I'm like... This poor guy goes to the farmer's market. He doesn't know where the pickles yeah, like, are. The pickle like, guy was over <laughs> here, but yet I don't know what going on. Like they made him just look like of mice and men, of like Lenny, of something like we got to put this guy out of his misery or something. It was so hard. And then the scene with with him and Carrie, I thought was so sweet because all of a sudden he could, he was hearing fine. Like he was, <laughs> he was, he was helping and I was sad and I was, I felt just so bad for him. And and I know people get divorced all the time. I think it's the handling of it too, is that when, when Miranda came to tell Steve that she no longer wanted to be with him anymore, and then she's like, can you put your hearing aid in? I don't want to have to yell. Yeah, it was like, I was like I'm like, about okay. to dump you and like, I'm going to embarrass you on top of it. I'm like, he's like, it's in the couch cushion somewhere. And I'm like, oh my God. It was like, he's watching sports and he doesn't want to like hear. He's just in his own little Steve world, which, but the Carrie thing also, if you really think about the reality of like keeping your ring on when somebody's expressed wanting to get divorced, like, you know, we love you. We're a family, but I do not, I'm not in love with you anymore. And I want to, you know, get divorced. And he's like, this ring staying on. Yes. And it's like, that's also kind of threatening in a way of like, wait a sec. You don't like, that's what I wanted to see too. Of like Steve, like, Hey, Jay, it's me, Steve. You know, like, I don't need to do Steve because you do Steve. Yeah, yeah, amazingly yeah, no. Perfect. But like, wouldn't you want to see Steve like meet Che Diaz and like what the pissing contest is between that? hundred percent. I, I would love, I would love nothing more. If Che comes back, I think we need that. We need to see how it's working out, you know, with Brady and I need that storyline. Also, um, Charlotte's character was just, I mean, she's hilarious in her own way, but the tampon. Would you do a Charlotte? She's kind of tough for me. I feel like she tossles a little bit. I did her, but I think it's a little bit more about her mannerisms than it is. Her vocal yeah, yeah, yeah. cadence is a little, she's a little too normal, but she's just like a little bit like you pull the tampon out and you put <laughs> it in you sit, and you breathe. And she's just kind of talking like this and moving her eyes bigger carry yeah and the eyes just, are, yeah. you know so but that's what i love too is that each of these actors are great actors like you know oh my it's god like they can sell these things that are so potentially ridiculous and i i thought it was so you know it, it shows you like these really are quality actors and but cynthia nixon too i i'm so curious about because a lot of this not not necessarily mirrors completely, but Cynthia was, uh, you know, in relationships with men and then fell in love with a woman um, and, you know, in, in her real life. And I believe she's actually married to that woman. And I wonder how much of that storyline, like, I want to come back. But this is what I would love Miranda to explore, because it seems like Cynthia, the actor, has explored 
things like that in our own life. Yeah. And I think, and I, I appreciate that too. I think this is, as far as a storyline goes, I feel like how cool to watch, excuse me, a how old is she? 55 in the show? 54, 55? I think 73, 74. Yeah, it read very old. It read 97. very old. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, to see a woman go through something like this and go, I'm not happy and I want something more for myself. And this is sort of, you know, opened this up. And you, of course, we feel bad for Stephen. Of course, we don't want him to be hurting or anything, but this is life. And so, I think it's amazing that she's going through this. It's just the way that it was kind of all done and and the way that it was handled. I I feel in my opinion that it could have been done a lot of different ways that would have maybe been more yeah. along the lines with the old sex in the city and not with the sort of manic throwing things up against the wall sort of yeah. thing. With- I'm just so curious what the production team, like, cause they have to be aware of how uh, not, I mean, how made fun of it is in a way, but like still yeah. with a kind of like, I I'm curious how that will change the direction in the second season, because I think so that curious. does, I mean, it's just like, if you are at a, a live comedy show or, you know, you feed off of the audience, you, you, you adjust things because of the audience usually. So I wonder how they'll adjust. And as we start winding down, I want to, you know, as you as an actor, uh, you know, and an actress in this town, do you, I mean, since we are talking about that, is that always on your mind about like age and things like that, especially being an actor and a female as well, because that sometimes is the toughest thing. And and luckily with the, with the characterizations that you do and stuff, I think it almost will help things, but does that worry you? Yeah. I mean, it's hard. It's, it's, you know, I, being a woman in this industry, it's, it's really tough. And it's, there's, you know, even in comedy, I think that there's things that there's sometimes you feel, you know, you're like imposter syndrome a little bit where you're like, is this good enough? Am I funny enough? Am I this? Am I that? Like, do I belong here? Do I belong in this world or whatever? And then you think you start thinking about, you know, your age and, you know, where you'll fall in and, what you can play versus, you know, what other people can play. I mean, it's, it's so tough, but I do think, you know, for me with, with characters and stuff like that, it, it does kind of help like with the cut, someone recently commented, they're like, I don't even know what to say. You have a rubber face. And so, so, so I, thanks mom. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, mom, good one. Yeah. (laughs) But you know, it's, I, I do think that it's, it's sad kind of for, for I mean, I just, I even feel it myself, you know, like you just can't help, but I mean, these are things that you wanted to do since you were a kid and then you get it in the realities of these situations. But that's why I think also what you do in social media or podcasting or radio or anything, you have these avenues that you actually do have like this amazing control over. And I would assume if not, uh, it's already happened, but you'll get opportunities based just on this. Thank you. Thank you so much. I mean, listen, I think that it's just even on a scale of being able to come on here with you, like how great you're, 
so it's nice this really is the top people. for you this is like a pinnacle well, for you this I is really, really this is, i've yeah. been manifesting this in my sleep <laughs> and my, i've been saying ryan Barry. yeah ryan Barry. and you pictured a guy with like two faces on his one face right now because of the well, swollenness was, of all yeah, my jowls and i was hoping yeah. you would have an allergic reaction of some i feel sort. you might have actually done this to me in some <laughs> weird way like this, i might this, have <laughs> you never know but but i truly i i've gotten to meet so many awesome people from doing this and that's what I think the cool thing is too is that I and I do think that it can open up doors especially in the character world and stuff like that I think that people are looking for this type of stuff but I mean I'm just trying to get a comedy concert I mean hey I I believe in you more than I believe in Che Diaz at this point um (laughs) it is I mean but that really is like those are the goals you have to have and those are the and and I totally agree with you in the sense of even with this is that I've gotten to meet so many amazing people that have like been its own opportunity and been, you know, and that, that those people are, some of those people are still in my life. And I just like, wow, I'm so lucky to actually be able to like go, Oh, this person might be interesting. I would love to see if they would talk to me. And that's, I mean, you're pretty much giving a reason, by the way, the podcast doesn't exist, Nicole. I just wanted to talk to you. I just I'm making up a whole thing. Um, this, is yeah, just all yeah, a joke. Yeah. this is your big Che Diaz moment. <laughs> <Yeah>, this is, <laughs> this is like, um, we support you by going to your Instagram. We support you by going to your TikTok, which I'll yes. put all the information. And I, if it's okay with you, I'll probably pepper in clips from your uh, sketches into the, the show. I appreciate now, that. Then on a personal level, what is the other shows you actually do watch? We, I know you're not into watching, not that you're not into, but you don't watch reality that much anymore. I, know I, you don't, I love the Kardashians. That's what I was going to ask. I was going to, because Kardashians, I have to, they come up every day. If you're a pop culture fan, you cannot escape from talking about them. Yeah. Uh, do you have any Kardashians? I don't do any Kardashians. I mean, do, I, I know the I got show comes out in April. I know I, I have to work on some, but I do I do love um Kylie Kylie Jenner when she's like Stormy, Stormy. <laughs> like so she's yeah, like, yeah, that, but but they're and I mean they're they are there's one uh, do you know who Andrea Lopez is? Yes, you, totally. Yes, Andrea Lopez. Her, she does a great Courtney. Yeah. Oh my God, she's a doll. I met her online. She is unfreaking believable untouchable i have never seen that courtney i could listen i could listen to it's that like the vocal fry and the, oh, bo- and the the just she the, kills uh... she kills it um but the kardashians i love i love ozark um oh, wait, I love- yeah, yeah, yeah we talked about that what do ruth really quick okay um it's fine if i've been cursing right it's fine to curse yeah we yeah, we curse on the show okay you fucking bitch wolf <laughs> you, you fucking bitch wolf Marty. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's like playing with a toy where you're like, do this, do this. Yay. Um, uh, so you watch Kardashians, you watch Ozark. I mean, are do you, you, you watch last season of euphoria, but not this season. Haven't, I'm about to dive into that. I was just, you know, really giving my, I've just finished yellow jackets also, which. Was, oh my God. I love yellow, love yellow jackets. jackets. Love Have yellow you been jackets. sucked into Yellowstone yet? I've, have a you're theory the, that only girls like this because of the Cowboys. You're the third or fourth person who has brought up Yellowstone to me in like a week. And so now I feel like I have to watch it, but I haven't watched it yet. It's a huge year for the word yellow. Um, huge year. Yeah, what but a year. It, yeah, what a year for yellows really come back from. Well, yellows really come back. Uh, or um, or uh, um, 
White Lotus, obviously. Yeah, White Lotus. And but by the way, Jennifer Coolidge is coming back for season two. I think she's one of the only returning cast members of that that'll take place at a different White Lotus hotel property, which I find fascinating. Audition front, is it busy for you right now or is it uh, trickle, trickle? Trickle, trickle. I think it will get busier as, I mean, there used to be the pilot Pilot season. season, Yeah. But you guys, what she's talking about, pilot season is when they would take all the ideas like the Che Diaz pilot and all, it would be filmed around like a period of time of like two months. And then uh, they would get picked up to network or not. But now since the invention of cable and everything, so streaming is that pilot season is like kind of all year and it's not as intense as that little period of time. anymore. yeah, it used to be, I mean, I'm sure you remember, like you would drive from one place. Three, to another. You do three auditions in a day. It would yeah. be like totally normal. You'd be like running lines with somebody on the phone and you'd be, it, it was really exciting. It doesn't really exist like that, except for like a very few amount of people. Um, uh, that's awesome. And then last question, I don't know why I didn't ask this earlier. Did you do like Groundlings and all that stuff? I actually, so I went through all of UCB. I'm actually finishing up Groundlings right now. Are you, are, are you at the, cause I made it all the way to the advanced level where they picked you for Sunday company or not. Okay. Are you in that level? So I will be, that will be the next kind of thing to go you through. Guys, that was the most intense. Again, they, they, so many people want to do it that it like takes like years to yeah. get through their program. But yeah. It, it, yeah, it's a, it's a really great experience though. I actually find, I mean, I, I have enjoyed it. I, cause I did UCB, which was great. And I met so many people, but character, the character stuff. That's what I was saying. Your character stuff is so on point with what Groundlings does that I'm just shocked that you, I mean, but I'm glad to see you are doing it. Yeah. I think that I, um, when I first, when I started, when I, when I started going to UCB, I think it was more of, I had some friends that were doing it. So it was a little bit easier to go, okay, I'm going to do this. And then when I, I, I don't know if I would have been 150% ready to dive into groundlings. Like I feel I am now, like I feel so in, yeah. in and it feels so fun. And I think I would have felt like more pressure before. Whereas now I just feel like I'm just having so much fun with it. Yeah. Upright Citizens Brigade is interesting. You guys, because what they, I think with their improv, they teach you rules and stuff, but it's also teaching you to be funny as yourself and, you know, the idea or the game and anything, but Groundlings really encourages characters and, and thing. I mean, but there's, it's such a joy. Like I love watching people like you that are, you know, there's a lot of joy behind their comedy of like, it's, it's, yeah. you want to, ex- you want to feel like you're watching somebody that's having fun at what they're doing. And I think Groundlings really does bring that out of you, but. Um, oh yeah. Uh, and they give you freedom to have like emotion, just the emotional choices and stuff. I, I love it. I would you, or are you constantly writing down ideas and stuff like that? Oh my gosh. Constantly writing down it. I'm constantly, I feel I, I'm like, I just don't know how to make my brain just have normal thoughts. Everything it turns into. Like I know a, everything's everything <laughs> turns into a weird bit. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I love that. I love that. Um, Nicole Travolta. Thank you. So, and no relation to John Travolta, correct? I am related to him. But <laughs> I waited to, I thought there was no way you were related to him, so I didn't even wait. That's okay. He's wait, he's your dad uncle. is not. Wait, no, your dad no, is no, not no, 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 no,
Oh, that's amazing. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> I, I had a framed photo, you guys, as a, a kid of John Travolta in my room. And <laughs> I was a huge fan of, anyways, anyways, Nicole Travolta, I'm going to put up all our socials, go follow, go support. Uh, this is, uh, you got to support work of people that are talented, people that love the stuff that we love and people that bring joy in the world. So please go follow Nicole and hopefully you'll come back sometime and we'll talk about uh, season two of Sex in the City oh, or some other happening. insane, horrible show. It's happening. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Five, four, three, two. Ooh. Betches.